The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. We are set to kick off the most exciting week in all of motorsports. Of course, it is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Boy, do we have a packed week for you. Cody said it before in our recap show, all three series of NASCAR in action in Charlotte this week. The Indy 500, the Monaco Grand Prix. It's like, I mean, I don't know what else can run uh, this weekend, but I'm sure if it's got two wheels, four wheels, no wheels, could probably cram it into this weekend, yeah? Why not, Rod? If we can bet on it especially, let's get it out there. Let's get it going. It's, uh, no, this is, again, it's, this is such a great weekend for all of racing all across the entire world. Um, and yeah, it'll, it'll obviously start out with, with the NASCAR trucks and Xfinity series. And, and then Sunday you wake up and it's just racing nonstop. They space them all out perfectly. So you, the races don't overlap. Everything runs, one runs great throughout the day. Uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm so oh man, it's such a great weekend full of racing, full of content this week. We are pumping it out all week. It is a very busy week, but a very fun week. Uh, we're excited to have you along for the ride. Of course we are. Yes, this is the Coca-Cola 600 from the Charlotte uh, Motor Speedway. And of course, uh, you know, this is the longest race of the season for these guys. It's 600 miles, not 600 laps. This is a full 600-mile race, and this is a grueling test of just uh, sheer... I mean, look. Driving 600 miles in a day, even in your own commercial car, is crazy given that you can stop if you want, you can eat lunch, you can take a break, you can, you know, stretch your legs. Nope, not these guys. They are driving 600 miles. The only breaks that they get will be at the sitting at the pit stops or if there's a, a caution lap or two where you get to just actually, you know, not mash your foot to the floor. But these guys are driving 600 miles at once, and that is a test of anybody's endurance. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that's probably the biggest key, especially when it comes to gambling, when it comes to fantasy on a weekend like this is you've got to remember, yes, certain guys might be fast early. Yes, certain guys might have uh, different things like that. But the test is the longevity, right? You have to put it together over 600 miles. If you're the fastest car for the first 500, 550 miles, it doesn't matter if you don't get to mile 600. Um, and so that, that is the true test of this is, is 
as much as it is, you know, you need to have speed and you need to look good and, and all of that stuff. Um, you've got to have the endurance. You've got to have the longevity. Um, and so that's what makes this one even more fun. And I, so I was uh, looking on Twitter the other day, or actually you would think it was this morning. I, days are all jumbled up. Anyways, uh, there was a tweet that I saw that said something about uh, the cautions, the amount of cautions that have been in this. And it's only been like seven and a half cautions that they've averaged uh, over the last few races. So there's not a lot of cautions to make this a a race in which, you know, the field's going to get bunched back up a lot of times. So this could turn into some long green flag runs. It could turn into a, some spacing out, right, to some drivers uh, uh, just kind of checking out of this race here and there. Obviously, caution stages are, are going to bunch things back up again. But, you know, again, you have to have good long run speed on this track because there's not going to be a whole lot of short runs for you to try to catch back up to the pack. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's so crazy that there is only that few of cautions. Now we'll probably get into it more as we get into the format, but there's four stages in this race compared to the three normal stages. So you will have three built-in cautions for stage one, two, and three. And then of course, stage four ends at the, at the checkered flag. But uh, that is a little wrinkle and uh, you know, the 10 extra points, you know, while well, 10 for first, but 10, nine, eight, you know, down to one point for those the top 10 finishers in that stage three that's a bonus that extra playoff point on the line for winning that extra stage um and so that that just kind of all all goes into encapsulating what a big day this is and how important it is you wreck out of this early you're missing out on a potentially stage one two and three points in addition to the finishing points and this is a home track for a lot of folks too, because obviously the the garages, the the main buildings are all right there in the Charlotte area. So you know these guys, they're performing in front of their teammates, they're performing in front of everybody that they know. So this is a pretty important race for a lot of teams. Yeah, and I think now all of the teams are based out of at least the North Carolina area within a reasonable amount of space. Um, you know, to Charlotte. With, with teams like Furniture Road no longer being in existence out of like Denver, Colorado. But uh, in track out, I guess they're technically based out of Nashville, but their shop is in, in North Carolina. So, But yeah, this is a chance for all the team guys, for the shop guys who don't go to the track on a weekly basis. They get to go to this race, um, and there's just a lot of, of people there. Uh, speaking of a lot of people there, it's a sold-out race. They've, they've announced today that the race sold out, so going to be a packed house, a lot of people excited. Um, and yeah, this is, it's, and this is one of those crown jewel events. It's, it's not the Daytona 500, right? Indy's got, Indy's got the Indy 500 and, and F1's Monaco is, is one of their bigger races. This isn't the biggest race in NASCAR, but it is a crown jewel event. And this is one that everyone wants to, to add to their list and check off with that trophy. Well, we will add it to our list of races that we will preview for you from a betting aspect, but let's take a break and ask you, have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? Well, if not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to pay, buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use twice the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500. $500 that you can add to your bankroll. My Edge Boost Double Down Play of the Day is 
I'll give you that one and we'll get there. We're, we're giving our plays out later. I'm not giving them to you now. Don't don't wait for the ad break to get my pick. No, wait for that in a little bit. Uh, go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Love how they threw that in there to try to get me to put one of my picks in early. No, sir. That's not going to happen here. We're, we're going to wait until we get there. Um, but yes, this is, of course, the Coca-Cola 600, as I've said before, from the Charlotte Motor Speedway in Concord, North Carolina. Drivers will run 400 laps around this mile-and-a-half paved track. It will be an absolute doozy of a race, as we've said before. This will be uh, some pretty long green flag runs. Uh, although I will say, I say this, right, that they were the seven and a half cautions. Last year, 18 cautions for 90 laps. So, uh, Rod, once again, you contradict yourself. But uh, the Coca-Cola 600 before that, four cautions for 26 laps. Before that, seven cautions for 37 laps. Last year, first time in the next-gen car, Everybody lost a damn mind. We saw that big one too at the end that took about just a, everybody with it. Um, so again, I don't think we have that in store for us on this track this year. Or maybe I'm wrong. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who, you never know what to expect, right? <laughs> I guess. Uh, but we've had some really, really good racing on the mile and a half so far this season. So I do expect this to be a pretty good race. There's going to be a portion in the middle of this race where everyone settles in and clicks off laps, clicks off miles. It's 600 miles. You're likely not going to get 600 miles of hard racing, nose to nose and everything like that. But, it, you know, we've seen some of these races. They start out aggressively early. People are trying to get that track position. People over overshoot and, and overcorrect and all of that stuff. And you get some accents and stuff. But there will be a portion in the middle of this race. It'll get pretty. Uh, you know, steady, and, and they might just settle in and, and click off some of those laps. But I think as we get towards the end of this one, it's going to be exciting. Uh, again, all of the mile and a half late, you know, this this season and, and even going back to last season have been pretty exciting races. Um, and I expect another good one this weekend in, in Charlotte. Yeah, and it's weird because I feel like I don't know why last year's 600 got out of control. It just it felt like every other maybe was it the new car? Was it the the way that people were racing at that point? Like I don't know. It just felt like a weird day. 18 cautions is a lot of cautions. 90 laps in a 400 lap. That's almost a quarter of the race spent under caution. So I, I highly doubt we will see that again. And I know the poll the poll that the the person had tweeted out. I apologize for not having the tweet on hand. Um, my browser just crashed, and I don't want to go looking through that again. Um, but I will say that the uh, they, they said over under 10 and a half cautions for this race. Uh, that I felt that was a pretty that's solid a, that's number. That's a very good line. Yeah. I like that. I, I still yeah. take the under, though. Again, we've seen some crazy races this season, but I don't know that we've seen the sheer chaos that it would take for 18 cautions. Yeah. The tire wear is not going to be as high here. It's a track like Kansas, but think of all the, the single car spins we had at Kansas where guys are just kind of losing it. I could see having a few of those, especially you get later on in this race and the monotony of, of lap after lap after lap and, and one little mistake makes it. Uh, ten and a half is, is still a decently big number when you look at a lot of the previous years other than, other than last year, of course, kind of the outlier, but I think that's probably a pretty good number. 
Yeah, I and again, I'm still taking the under. I just I don't feel like there's going to be that much. I feel like last week's All Star race. I th- I feel like it, they spent a lot of that energy uh, of getting lapped, and I think they just want to run a race where they don't get lapped. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see many caution flags last week, so uh, luckily we'll have the the back markers back in this one to uh, maybe maybe give us some caution breaks, keep things uh, bunched up a little bit. <laughs> They'll keep Ross Chastain at bay uh, for this as well. Um, you know, when you look back through the history of, of who's won on this track, it's crazy because when you, when you think about, uh, the dominance that we've seen so far from like a Hendrick or whatever, it's been mostly Toyota that has, uh, that has kind of risen to the top of this track over the last few, uh, few years. So, but then again, you know, you, you take a look at, at somebody like, uh, Hendrick, how they've been on a run and they've actually won two of the of the last uh ones that haven't been Toyota. So, you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's so hard to handicap this. And Cody knows because we don't, you know, we fill out the sheets separately of, of our winners and stuff like that. And it's like I did not have a winner pick because I could not figure out I love that you filled mine out for me too, by the way, with <laughs> one of them. I did fill out one of Rod's winner picks because if he didn't give it out, I was going to, but it well, seemed more appropriate for him to give it out. I and and again I just I knew where I was going. I just didn't want to be the homer on that one, but um, no, it's, it needs to be given out for the. I mean, you know, for the price, it's right. We'll yeah, get into it exactly. <laughs> um, but anyway, so so again, like I said, I had such a hard time handicapping this this race for that very reason that I know that Toyotas have been good on this track, but like it's so hard because Toyota's been good this season too. But then right. so is Hendrick. I don't know. I I don't know. It's hard to pick. Well, it's, I mean, we've seen it lately. Like it's been hard to know which guys are going to be good. And, you know, obviously Larson is going to be the favorite. He's coming off a dominating performance last week, but I don't honestly, I don't have it in front of me, so I don't know the exact answer, but when's the last time we saw a cup guy win back-to-back weeks? Exactly. Ben, William Byron, did he do it early this season? He might've, but I don't, I think his, some of his wins were spread out earlier on. Like it guys are not just. I get that Larson had the dominating performance last week, but he's not won a race on a mile and a half or an intermediate track so far. It's been all short tracks where he's won. Um, and almost to Kansas, right? He, he was the last lap and he got he got passed by Denny Hamlin there. Uh, so I, I think that it is very unpredictable as far as what's going to happen. I know as I looked into this, I mostly am leaning on previous Coke 600 results specifically because that extra 100 miles makes a huge huge difference um and it doesn't matter to me as much a little bit what some guys have done on mile and a half so far um i think the lack of ford speed is something to be noted but i think that there is guys and we're going to touch on a couple of guys that i think can overcome that and sort of have overcome that um man i was of course chase briscoe has got some decent finishes in this race (laughs) makes me sad to maybe back off of fading him a little bit and plus I don't think I saw him in any head-to-heads yet. So, uh, yeah, but maybe not. Maybe we'll wait on the, the fade Chase Briscoe part just because he's been able to last through some of these. But that has been my heaviest thing. Um, a couple notes, too, quick before we get into it. Alex Bowman, it's looking like he's going to be back. He's on all of the books as far as numbers, um, and Barry is not listed at all. It sounds like from what everybody is saying that, that Bowman's going to be back. No official announcement as we record this on Tuesday afternoon yet. Um, but I would expect John or uh, Bowman, Alex Bowman to be back. 
This is a rough race to come back with back issues. 600 miles in that car. I'm not looking to bet on him at all. Um, oh, that's it's going to be a rough one. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about picking this race to come back, but uh, I suppose they're going to do it. Um, and then our friends over on the Quick Pit Podcast are doing a triple podcast challenge um, where you can go on and you can pick three drivers for Monaco, three drivers for the Indy 500, and three drivers from the Coke 600. Um, we've got this posted over at NASCAR Gambling on Twitter. Um, you can check it out on their Twitter as well. But it's just a Google Doc. You go in, you fill out the guy you want, um, and they have their own points thing, basically. But you're trying to predict the top three finishers in each race. Going to be some prizes. I know we've tossed in a, a $50 um, gift card to the merch store so you can get some NASCAR Gambling Podcast stuff. Um, I think he had mentioned maybe doing a die cast. I don't know exactly exactly what all they're going to have for prizes, but fun little contest with all of the mass amount of racing we have going on this weekend. So make sure you go get in on that because um, that is going to be a fun time. Always love winning stuff that you don't have to pay to enter to do. It's uh, When it's free, it's for me. I love that absolutely and thoroughly. So uh, speaking of free, this content's always free, and it's free for a reason. So we'll be back after our break to give you our picks for this Coca-Cola 600. But bear with us while we continue to sponsor this free uh, podcast with guys like Shady Rays. Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off offer, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays always has you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and of course, so much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. And if you lose or break a pair, even after day one, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. If you don't love them, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. That team's always got your back. And for our international listeners, don't worry. Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the UK. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over. So make sure to take that receipt of yours to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. 400 laps, 600 miles, one winner of the Coca-Cola 600. One of the crown jewels of the NASCAR schedule. And of course, just uh, basically in motorsports in general, we, as always, have bets for you. <clears throat> it's funny because uh, as the books were starting to release odds, I was getting excited. And then, of course, they unleashed the full amount on us just in time for us to record this, thankfully. Um, and then I got even more excited because the more bets they offered, the, the more excited I was. That's, that's usually how it works. Uh, always happy for more bets. Shout out to the books for getting us some stuff. One more thing before we get into the bets uh i wanted to read a review that we got oh yes um from herb the real herb rather don't want to get that wrong not yeah, the fake, not herb, the fake the herb. herb uh appointment listening is is his title of the review love these guys also great that they have multiple shows very informative and a fun listen herb then it says in parentheses me approves so glad to have the approval of herb thank you for leaving your review again if you go leave a review on apple podcasts we will read it as well so thank you to all of you who have done that. I know we've gotten a lot of them. And uh, rate, review, 
subscribe, do all the fun stuff on all your platforms. So in our in our Twitter handle description, Cody, this is what you need to do. Herb approved. You need to add <laughs> add that into our, our Twitter bio. Herb approved. Um, I will uh, I will have to go edit that okay. and add the herb approved. I, I want that for that because it that means a lot. He hit all of our, our talking points, uh, so we couldn't have said it any better, Herb. Thanks for your support. Thanks for listening, and thanks for setting the appointment to uh, to listen to us. That's right. Love it. Okay. Now, what you're here for, some bets. Let's, <laughs> yeah, let's it. do it. All right. Well, I'm going to start with Kevin Harvick, uh, top 10 over on Caesars. He's minus 120. Also going to take him for a top five at plus 220. Evan Harvick, Coke 600. These things go well together. Third place last year, 10th place in 2021, 10th place in 2020, uh, 10th place in 2019. He had a 40th place finish in 2018. But if you go all the way back to 2010, that 2018 finish is his only finish outside of the top 11. Kevin Harvick is good here. He is the perfect model driver for this type of race. A veteran driver knows what he's doing, knows how to take care of his equipment, knows how to get there until the end and be there at the end. So minus 120 for him just to finish in the top 10. You're hardly paying any juice there, which you only pay the juice if you lose anyways. So I love this. Top five, you're getting him at basically two to one. Love that as well. Also going to toss in a, a bonus over here. Caesars has... Um, uh, one of their special bets or whatever for top Ford and top Toyota. It's Kevin Harvick to be the top Ford, Christopher Bell to be the top Toyota. Obviously, I love Harvick. Um, and as far as the Ford camp goes, you got guys like Brad Kozlowski, Joey Logano, Ryan Blaney. But like we know, the Ford camp is a little bit of a weaker area. When it comes to Christopher Bell at Toyota, yes, Toyotas are, are going to be pretty tough. There's only six of them, but I think that five of them are going to be very good. Not as sold on Gibbs this week because it's such a long race. A rookie, a young guy, the mistakes could be there. We've been loving Gibbs for the top 10s and stuff this year, but not this week because of, of the rookie part of it. And so we will have to beat the other five Toyotas, who I, or other four Toyotas, rather, who I, I expect to all be good. But Christopher Bell, if you watch him week in and week out, he's, he's kind of not in the picture at all until the last like 100 laps almost, it always seems like, like, He's so good at working on his car um, and getting things right and then being there at the end of the race. And all of a sudden, it's like, Rebel, where, where'd you come from? And, and there he is. So I expect that from him this weekend. Um, and a 10 to 1 for these guys to be the top in their respective uh, Ford and Toyota camps. I like that bet as well. I, I can't make an argument for you. Did you say Harvick top 5 too? I think you did, right? You threw that in? I did. Yep. Okay, good. Yep. I just, I, so yeah, I, top 10, just to clarify, top 10 minus 120, top 5 plus 220. And then the top Ford, top Toyota with Harvick Bell, ten to one. Okay, just wanted to make sure because all, all on Caesars. Yeah, I, I I was like I knew he I knew he put it on there. I didn't hear him say top five. I heard him <laughs> I say did, ten. I, I think I think I did. Who knows? Okay, I'm losing my mind. So <laughs> it's possible I didn't even say it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I can't I can't fault you on that one. I love me some Kevin Harvick. Always have, always will. Uh, Christopher Bell maybe the one where I'm a little like, but. Uh, again, I he's he's you're right. He just shows up in weird places. That's the one you're kind of going yeah that's the one you're kind of going a little bit out on a limb but man I, and rye rock of course i was hoping to be the only guy on, on bell this week and rye cape uh, in our discord early this week he brings he's like like me some christopher bell this week i'm like Shh, 
Don't say anything yet. <laughs> ah, save it for the show, man. <laughs> but uh, good to know that another great mind is thinking about Christopher Bell as well. So I'd like to hear it. That's the problem with that Discord. I, I usually have to stay away early in the week because I, I don't want I don't want it be influenced by anybody that's already in there. There's sharp minds in there, and exactly. they're throwing down their picks. I'm like, hey, I don't want. Calm uh, down. Okay. Uh, well, nobody is tossing this name around in the Discord, and for this. I'm dropping our display names for a second. If you're in YouTube, you've never seen us without our display names with then. But dun, 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 dun. I've got my Jimmy Johnson 48 Lowe's shirt on uh, from back in the day. My first bet of the day is a Jimmy Johnson top 10. That's a plus 500 over there on Caesars. Unfreaking believable. I get it. I know he's not in Hendrick equipment anymore. I know he's not in that 48. He's in that 84. And I get it. The guy hasn't finished a race this season that he started. Uh, unfortunately, had a terrible, terrible uh, start to the year for him uh, as far as finishing anything. Like, he didn't obviously he got, what, not even a lap around at, uh, at Coda before he got... Yeah, like two corners. <laughs> like, literally, yeah. Literally got to start his engine, and then he ran more more pace laps than he did actual laps in the race. Um, now, granted, the Daytona 500, he actually had uh, a pretty um, a pretty decent run, at least that he was running around the track for a while before he had to exit. But, look at Lowe's Motor Speedway, right? That's what this used to be at one point in time, uh, and, and for, for good reason. Because Jimmy Johnson owned the hell out of this track. Dude won four in a row here from 2004 to 2005. I mean, that tells you something right there. That was that was back-to-back seasons that he did not lose a single race on this track. Uh, and then one in 2003 as well. Eight wins total. Eight wins on this track total. Look at some people. It's like when you when you look at the percentage that they've won on this track. It's like one point four, two point one. No, 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 no. Jimmy Johnson has won twenty one percent, twenty one percent of the thirty seven races that he's won or that he's run on this track. Twenty two top tens of thirty seven starts, all the way back to two thousand and sixteen. Third place finish in the Coke six hundred. First place. Uh, the following race, 17th, 7th, 5th, 8th, 40th, but in that race, he finished second and uh, and got disqualified because of uh, he failed post-race inspection and had to, uh, had to settle for a 40th place finish, but he was second. He crossed the finish line in second place, uh, and then, of course, the last pl- time he ever took this track, an 11th place finish, but we knew he was a shell of Jimmy Johnson at that point, um, and, and really, again, it was, it was 2020. Right, I mean, he finished second in the race before and finished eleventh the next time out. So, for Jimmy Johnson at plus five hundred, this is a long race. He can be patient to begin with. He can remember how to get around this track. It may take him three hundred laps to get to the top ten, but I guarantee you that by that lap four hundred, he will be in at least at least tenth place, if not better, uh, when they drop the the checkered flag. I like it. Uh, yeah, this at, at plus 500, I think this definitely deserves a little bit of, of a bet on it. Is he going to have one of the fastest cars out there? No. Is he the Jimmy Johnson of old? No. Is he in Hendrick equipment? No. We get it, right? But, again, in a race that's going 600 miles, you've got to be mistake-free. A guy that's won here a billion times before and literally owned this track, you cannot pass this up. 
if it ends up being 18 cautions like it was last year and there's a high attrition rate, he's more likely to survive that, be able to put himself in position at the end of this. Um, so yeah, five to one, I think it's worth it. Again, the legacy cars are the legacy cars, but um, I think that we could see something out of that number 84 this weekend. I hope so. I really do. <laughs> <laughs> and Rod will be cheering very hard for that. <laughs> I will. You will see me in the Discord with like all I'll ever. All, the only thing I'm ever going to type is 84. 84. 84. That's all. 84. For the go. whole day. <laughs> okay. Next up for me, I'm going to take Kyle Bush, top five finish plus 140. Another guy that is very, very good in this race. Last year, finished second to, at the time, teammate Denny Hamlin. Um, and then in 2021, he finished in third here. A rough go in 2020. Again, COVID year, 29th then. But 2019, he finished third. He won this race in 2018, a second place in 2017. That is a lot of top fives here recently in this race. So love me some Kyle Busch. We already saw it earlier this year. I believe it was Auto Club he won. An intermediate, had a fast car, was up front. He's a guy, again, a veteran guy who's done this a million times. Uh, he's ready to do the 1,100-mile race and go back-to-back. -back. Nobody will give him a damn. <laughs> I don't know if you saw his comments. Uh, was it? Last? I think it was after Darlington. Bob was uh, Bob Pockers was asking him about, you know, where are you at with your Indy 500 rides? And he's like, I'm, I'm done. I'm tired of asking people for a ride. The ride I think I was going to get, Kyle Larson got instead. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, whoops. But, uh, yeah, it, he's ready to do both of them. So he's ready for 1,100 miles, 600 miles, nothing for him. He, he's just done it so consistently. Might not have that eight car up front the first you know, half of this race or whatever, although he could very well. Um, but another guy that should survive till the end, get up in that top five and even be battling for a win potentially in this one. So Kyle Busch, top five, plus 140. That one's over on Caesars as well. I'm wondering at what point I have to retire my pissed off Kyle Busch uh, narrative only because he's been pissed off uh, for a while now and we haven't seen necessarily it play out. And that all-star race, man, I there was no Kyle Busch at all. Like, I don't know if it was just that he gave up the second he realized that he wasn't going to go anywhere or he was just ready to just run laps because... You know, it, he was he was mad about his car, and that was it. I mean, it was like, okay, well, we're not going to compete, so might as well just log some laps. Yeah, and, and I mean, of of anyone out there too, like as as animated as he'll get on the radio, and and you know, throw this car out, and this car sucks, and I'm wrecking out here, and he does know what he's looking for, and he's a guy that has been hurt by the lack of practice, right? Because he could go out there and practice and practice and practice and dial it in perfectly. Without that, it's been a little bit of a rougher go the last couple of years for him. But with 600 miles to go out there and work on his car and get it done, uh, Kyle Busch is, is a guy that's going to get it to his liking. I'm sure he'll have some words during that 600 miles. He ain't going to be happy the whole time. But as long as they get it fixed and how he likes it, um, we've already seen him in victory lane in this eight car. And I think that we're going to see him definitely have a top five run this weekend. And look, for what it's worth, RCR has the best average finish at Charlotte since 2020. They're fin they're averaging about 10th yeah. place finish. So, I mean, all Kyle's got to do is five better than that. And I think the driver makes the difference in that, right? Because yeah. you look at oh, what RCR had that. before. I hate that neither of us have an Austin Dillon bed in here, but I just couldn't find anything I loved enough. Austin Dillon, though. 
keep your eye on him. He's sneaky. Maybe he'll come up in the DFS show because he is freaking good in this long race. He's won the Coke 600 before, uh, and he seems to always be in the mix at the end. Well, somebody who's usually in the mix uh, at the end, maybe not the mix to win, but at least in the mix for the most part, is Brad Keselowski. I found a head-to-head with him and speaking Chastain. Of, speaking of, I hope you didn't look in the Discord since you stole my bet, Rod. Oh, I so this was one of yours? <laughs> I dropped this in the Discord as soon as the odds came out yesterday. Ah, I, like, I didn't see it. I was like, because eh, they were talking about, I don't know if I could fade Chastain this I think it was the JDK. He's like, I don't know if I could fade Chastain this week. And I go, I just found the way you're going to fade Chastain. <laughs> well, then I found it as well. Uh, this is why great minds think alike. Uh, right. Brad Keselowski <laughs> over Ross Chastain. Uh, at plus 210, this is why you choose this one. Um, because for, for Brad Keselowski's uh, career here at Charlotte, 23 starts, 10 top 10 finishes. Not bad. Almost uh, almost half of his finishes here have been inside the top 10. Uh, th- three of his last four have been within the top 10. He won here in 2020, seventh place the, the following race, 11th in 2021. 30th though but he got crashed out of, of 2022 and we kind of take 2022 for uh you know sort of a uh, outlier because obviously uh last year was not a good year for Brad, Brad Keselowski uh but he's been bouncing back Brad Keselowski has actually turned around a pretty decent season uh almost half of his starts have finished in top 10s as well uh six of his 13 have been top 10 finishes uh, three of his last four have all been top 10, and uh, two of those have been top five finishes. Fifth at Talladega, fourth at Darlington, uh, eighth at Dover in between, a 19th in Kansas, but, you know, oh well. We'll take that for what it is. Uh, but here's the thing about it, and, and you know, if you're in the Discord, you already know our whole stance on Ross Chastain. In fact, if you're listening to this show, you know our stance on Ross Chastain, and it's not that he's not a talented driver. It's not that we don't think he's fast. The track house cars are definitely fast. Suarez showed that, Chastain has showed that, but Ross Chastain, you even saw it in the All-Star race, because again, he was nowhere to be found really in that All-Star race as well, and he was actually allowing folks to pass him, uh, which is something you don't ever see out of Ross Chastain, so whatever Justin Mark told him in the woodshed, he's taking it to heart, (laughs) and he's going to lay low, he's going to log laps, he's going to be fast, but I, I know that Brad Keselowski is obviously a, a much more aggressive driver at this point because he doesn't have any enemies on the track. 600 miles, a lot of landmines to, to navigate around uh, for Ross Chastain. And when you, look, you've played the NASCAR games, right? And when everybody is red, when every car in front of you is red, nobody makes it easy for you to drive. And it's hard for you to finish a race. Ross Chastain is driving in a field of red enemies so it's not going to be easy for him to navigate 600 miles take anybody over him especially brad keselowski at plus money yeah his his villain status is pretty high <laughs> and for this one it's just at two to one for one driver to beat another driver in a 600 mile race like that alone offers a ton of value and so yes should chastain have a very fast car of course has he been very fast on intermediate so far this season yes has he led laps yes will he be up front for a while yes can you trust ross chastain to make it to the end of 600 miles without snapping into the ross chastain of two weeks ago and pissing somebody off if noah gragson gets around him you know i mean there's there's going nobody's going to cut him a break and he might get frustrated over a long time with that 
Does he make it to the end of this race? He very well could. Does he have a good result? He very well could. We're not saying that he can't because we know he's capable. He's highly talented. He's in a great car, but it's a lot of time for a lot of things to go wrong. He could be up there for 500 miles and not at 600 miles. We just don't know, uh, and we cannot trust that. But Brad Keselowski, another veteran guy. Again, you're going to notice the trend with most of my bets, outside of Christopher Bell, I guess, because he's a young guy. But uh, most of my bets, like it, it's veteran older guys who have continually done it race after race after race at this race. Brad Keselowski, for the most part, another one of those guys, Say for last year, RFK was still kind of struggling at that point, whatever. But we know we've seen a change from them. You expect him to have a good, solid day, probably be running top 10 towards the end of this race. Will Ross Chastain still be in the race? Not a risk you want to take. And at two to one, that's what's crazy. I mean, if these two guys were matched up and it's, you know, minus, minus anything, probably not. If it's plus even 120, plus 130, plus 140, you maybe would look at it. But plus 210, like, that you've got to get something on this one, in my opinion. So I love this one. I gave it out in the Discord earlier this week. Rod stole it from me, but that's okay because uh, I fully back it. Great minds think alike. So um, speaking of RFK drivers, I'm going to jump over to the other RFK driver and go with Chris Busher, top 10 finish in this race. Again, over on Caesars, plus 240. Um, he did finish 26th here last year. Again, we just talked about it. RFK not up to par at that point. Hadn't seen everything from them. The three Coke 600s previous to that, 8th, 10th, and 6th. It's three top 10s in a row. Three of the last four he's got a top 10 in. We just saw him win a heat race dominating fashion last week at the All-Star race. Harder to pass there, different kind of track. But we've continually seen the growth from these guys. Chris Busher, another guy. At this point, he's becoming a veteran, right? He's been around for quite a while in this sport. Another guy who knows how to mind his P's and Q's, knows how to get to the end of the race, and has a good enough car. And by the way, has there been a race this season where these two guys have not finished back-to-back? It seems like every week, the 17 and 6, it's almost like they're just hooked up together, and wherever one is, the other one is. So if Brad Keselowski's in the top 10, guess where Chris Buescher's going to be? In the top 10, plus 240. Give me some Chris Buescher for the top 10 finish. Nobody hates Chris Busher either. In fact, I wonder if sometimes when spotters go, the 17 is on your bumper? And like, what? what's he doing up there? Uh, yeah, it's very, funny. Very non-controversial guy. <laughs> hey, but listen, man, to be a successful race car driver, sometimes you have, and I'm not saying a superstar, I'm saying a successful race car driver, you just got to know how to ride around and not make enemies, I think is, is what the key is. So, uh, all right. My next pick is, uh, well, we'll jump on your Harvick train. Uh, I found a head-to-head that I liked, and I'll take Harvick over Bubba Wallace at plus 100 uh, over there on Superbook. Oh, by the way, that Brad Kozlowski line, uh, you could put him on C. That's over at Caesars, that plus 210. Sorry, I forgot to, to fix that. Uh, but yeah, Harvick over over Bubba Wallace at uh, plus 100, plus money. I get why this is where it's at right now, because it seems as if Kevin Harvick has sort of dropped off as just the intensity of what he's doing, right? Obviously, this is his last season. He hasn't been turning in all the top 10s that you want him to turn in. He's gotten in a little more trouble this season than, than he normally does. You know, pe- books may not think that he's he's got his head in the game, whatever. But just like Cody said, this track, Kevin Harvick, lock it in. Solid top 10 finish. 
There's just no way that he can't finish inside the top 10 unless he wrecks or he has a bad day. <laughs> hey, Rod, guess what? You just said exactly the same thing that everything. Yes, it's true. But in this instance, I think Kevin Harvick is, is a, a lock for a top 10. So I'm going to work off of that premise and take him over Bubba Wallace, who on this track has had six starts, no top 10 finishes. His best finish was a 14th place finish uh, in his first year in the 23 car back in 2021. Last season started seventh on this track, got in an accident, couldn't get his car back up to snuff, finished 28th uh, in this race. So again, for Bubba Wallace, his season hasn't necessarily been all that fantastic either so far. Four top 10s and 13 starts, three top fives. Now, granted, he has had two top five finishes in a row, right, at Kansas in fourth and Darlington at fifth. But, I mean, he's also seen his fair share of bad finishes. 20th at Daytona, 30th at Fontana, 27th in Atlanta, 37th at Austin, 22nd at Richmond, 28th at Talladega. So, for Bubba Wallace... He's such a he's such a polarizing uh, personality in the garage. But even all that aside, like he drives so emotional that a 600 mile race, I drive an hour and and I get road ragey and I'm in the middle of like a stretch of nobody. Right? I get mad at the cows for whatever reason. 600 miles is a long way to be inside your head. I don't know if that's what plays out and why these bad finishes have been for him because it wasn't as if he was in bad equipment either in Richard Petty cars in that 43. I mean, they weren't top of the line, but, you know, 16th place, 25th, 38th, 37th, 14th. That's not really good finishes in decent equipment, right? So it's not as if the equipment's the the, the factor. That had, This has a lot to do with the driver. So if I'm giving Bubba Wallace 600 miles to get in his head, I think he's going to get in his head. Kevin Harvick, on the other hand, I think he's going to have a better finish than this. I almost didn't need to go all that in-depth over this, but I just I felt like I had to make the case for why Bubba's not going to finish inside the top 10 over Harvick, at least. Yeah, I think that's good points. Uh, again, Bubba's a guy that we've seen have a lot of speed lately. He's been fast. He was very fast again at Kansas, another intermediate track. But that extra 100 miles could make all the difference. And again, it's Kevin Harvick, like, that you could just stop right there. Like you're picking Kevin Harvick to finish really good in this race, uh, like that. That is the argument in itself. And again, it's plus money. Speaking of getting Kevin Harvick at plus money, I'm going to take Kevin Harvick over William Byron at plus two oh five. I need to see where I got this. It might have been Caesars. It might have been Superbook. But while I'm looking into that, uh, again, this is no no hate on um, Byron by any means because I expect Byron to be good. Expect Byron to be fast. Expect Byron to be there at the end in this race. But this is on Caesars, by the way. Um, but again, two to one for one guy to beat another guy. Oh, and that's the guy who's only finished outside the top 11 here one time since 2010 in this race. How much, again, how much more of an argument do you need? Does William Byron come out and lead a ton of laps and win this race and he's really fast? Sure. Would anybody be surprised? Absolutely not. Maybe this one doesn't cash, but. Kevin Harvick is almost certainly going to be in this at the end, as history would dictate. Um, Byron finished 32nd in this last year, so a bad finish for him there. He was fourth in 2021, so he can finish good. 12th in 2020, that's good, but not good enough to beat Kevin Harvick. And ninth in 2019, again, good, but not good enough to beat Kevin Harvick. So 
Um, and obviously, we've seen what Byron has done this year, right? We know Hendricks at the top of their game. We know Byron is at the top of his game. He's the only driver with three wins on the season. Three points paying wins, I guess I should say. But a two-to-one to only beat one driver for the most consistent guy in the field, you can't pass that up. So give me Kevin Harvick over William Byron, plus 205, and that one's over on Caesars as well. It was tough for me because, well, like I said at the beginning of the show, right? I mean, William Byron, one of the hottest drivers in the circuit right now, and it's not even close. Like, he has the most wins. He's looked electric all season long. Now, obviously, Kyle Larson starting to close up the gap a little bit in in popular opinion. I don't know if it's playing out on the track as much as, as we think it is because sometimes we're a little bit recency bias is for what we see <laughs> yes right <laughs> i remember a few weeks ago i saw somebody was talking about larson and like well do it do they need our worrying and it's like just because he's had a couple of bad finishes let's pump the brakes on that and we saw that last week <laughs> yeah i mean it's just, yeah everyone's like oh my god here we go now we're gonna rip off 10 straight wins and it's like well no hang on <laughs> we, we thought that last year when he got his first one and then it kind of cooled off after that so yeah, like you said, let's pump the brakes on this one. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you, obviously, on this one because I love Kevin yeah. Harvick. But And again, if this is even plus 110, eh, maybe you look at it. You could maybe, but at two to one, that's what really sways a bet like this. Like, all he has to do is beat one other guy. Honestly, they could finish. There's like, and there's a few guys. Zane Smith has entered in this. Jimmy Johnson's entered in this race. So there's like 38. They could finish 37th and 38. You could still cash this just because, they, you know, but I think that just the fact that that Harvick is so consistent in this race, we've seen at the tracks that he is very consistent at, it's pretty much stuck to that. He's had a couple of rough weeks here lately. Ford struggled on the super, the, the intermediate to, to bigger track speed, yes, but there's been a few exceptions. Harvick is always the exception. Um, and so, yeah, I, again, a two-to-one, I think that you have to hit this one. I concur. Uh, all right. We always have you looking down the card, right? We don't want to keep you always uh, looking at the top 10 in the ticker. So this one's going to have you looking someplace between 20th and possibly 36th. Oh, my. I looked at this group, too. Once I saw that you had picked someone, I decided to stay off of it. But this group is like, who's going to finish 30th and win this group? This, But, I, but I'm telling you right Maybe now, this is why we do this. Because at plus 275, uh, I have got Haley to win Justin Haley to win Group F over there on Superbook, which consists of the following drivers, Austin Sindrick, Ryan Priest, and A.J. Allmendinger. Woo! That is an electric group altogether. This group is straight trash. <laughs> None of these guys should be any good at this race. <laughs> hey, and yet they don't have to be. All one has to do is be better than the rest, and that's what we're hoping Thank for God. Justin Haley. And for Justin Haley... Believe it or not, he's got the best finishing position of this group all together. Like, he's finishing 20th. <laughs> His average finish is 20th uh, place this season. It's 20 even. You look at uh, what A.J. Allmendinger has done. His average finish is 21.8. Uh, and then Austin Sindrick is 21.6. And then Ryan Priest is 24.2. Uh, but for Justin Haley, I mean, look, I'm really just going off of what he's been able to do um, this season. And and last week, he had a respectable eighth-place finish at Darlington. The week before that, 18th at Kansas. He's had a 19th at Talladega, sixth place on Bristol Dirt, right? Eighth place at Las Vegas. Some pretty solid finishes for, uh, for Justin Haley. Whereas, like, A.J. Allmendinger, he had sixth place at Daytona 
And his best finish since then has been a 14th place finish at Kansas. Nothing to, nothing to see here. 36th at Fontana, 27th at Richmond, 27th at Martinsville. Last week, 23rd at Darlington. Like, just nothing to write home about. For Austin Sindrick, he's had two top 10s. That's, that's fantastic, right? Sixth place at Austin, sixth place at Vegas. But 19th last week, 31st the week before, 26th the week before that, 26th the week before that, 33rd the week before that. Ugly numbers. Uh, and then for, for Ryan Priest, <laughs> look, the 41 car, we talk about him, right? We talk about him running sometimes in the top 10. He makes an appearance, just pops his head over there every once in a while, but he's got no top 10 finishes this season at all. 15th at Darlington, which was a pretty good run for him by his account, tying his or not tying, but uh, he had a 12th place at Phoenix, which is his best finish this season. Other than that, 27th at Kansas, 17th at Dover, 34th at Talladega, 24th at Bristol Dirt, 32nd at Austin, 28th in Atlanta, 36th at Daytona. Look, nothing to write home about here. So if you give me Justin Haley uh, as the winner of this group at the best odds, he's got the the longest odds of this at plus 275. Everybody else is, is a little bit shorter. So I, I don't know. I like Haley to, to win this group. That means he finishes 18th. Well, at least you got money on the 18th place driver. Yeah, exactly. And I think you've convinced me on Haley. So I had, I had picked this group out and I started to dig into it a little and I, I couldn't talk myself into anyone. Like I wanted to go with AJ Allmendinger. I wanted to say, again, veteran driver, 600 miles. But then how much does AJ Allmendinger get in his own head? We know he's straight up not having a good time this season. Like, Sounds like he's probably not coming back next year. He's not liking this season very much. Got some road courses coming up. Maybe things will change a little, but until then, you can't really trust him very much. He also hasn't run this 600-mile race since 2018, I think, when he was last full-time in the Cup Series. Um, and then Priest, we've talked about it. SHR struggles on with the speed outside of Harvick, of course, because he's the, he's the exception to that rule. But uh, they've struggled with speed on these tracks. He doesn't have a, he's got an okay history here going back a little, but nothing that really jumps out to you. Um, and then uh, with Sindrick, he's only made one start because, of course, he was a rookie last season and he didn't even finish the race. So that doesn't put a bunch of confidence into you. He's probably got the best car in a Penske ride, of course, yes, but the Fords have still struggled. And so, yeah, I think Haley, and honestly, Haley is, is quietly almost a veteran at this point. Like, it's been in a lot of crappy cars, but he's been around for a while. So he's, he's had some starts in this race. He's done some stuff. So I, I actually, I really like that pick. Good job, Rod. You, you convinced me. Plus Thank 275. Uh, yeah, take take Haley to win that group. Yeah, again, it's not going to be pretty. It's it's not something you want to, uh, want to, but it's going to have you watching the ticker. So in uh, his two, his two starts here haven't been great either. Uh, 28th and 27th is his finishes, but he had engine problems last year, so didn't get to finish the race. Uh, so yeah, that, that's, you know, I'll take it those. Yeah. Um, next up for me, the one, the one guy I'm going to this week, that's not the, the grizzled old veteran, uh, Christopher Bell. This is my, my gut handicapping here. Love Christopher Bell this week. I've already talked about it. made the case for him to be the top Toyota. I'm going to take him over Ross Chastain. It's minus one Oh five. Chastain's the favorite in this. Again, these are two fairly equal cars, right? We've seen Chastain and his Chevrolet be fast. We've seen these Gibbs Toyotas be very good as well. Bell, not maybe to the degree of Hamlin and Truex on these intermediates, but he's been hanging in there with some pretty solid runs. Again, a guy that is very good at working on his car and coming up with good finishes at the end. 
did have a 36th place finish at Kansas. Of course, he, he wrecked out there, but a nice solid sixth place run at Dover, another intermediate track. Um, you go back to Las Vegas, he had a fifth place run there. California 32nd, he didn't get to complete all the laps either. But um, but even lately here at some of these other races, an eighth at Talladega, he won Bristol Dirt, a fourth place at Richmond, a third place at Atlanta, a sixth place at Phoenix, uh, third in the Daytona 500. So again, he's just kind of put himself in position to be there for solid finishes at the end. Chastain, I'm not saying go full fade of him this week or anything, but I, I cannot trust him. And I cannot, with everyone that's out there to get him, with the people that aren't going to be cutting him slack, and just with, and now, how much is he in his head at this point? Not only did Justin Marks obviously have a conversation with him, he took that conversation public in a way and basically scolded him in the media. And now Chastain has got that on his mind and he's going to be thinking about that and, and he can't make these mistakes and maybe his aggression isn't turned up, which is going to provide him to not finish as well. Or if his aggression is turned up to where it normally is, that could also provide him to not finish well. So we'll see. And maybe he finds that perfect middle and just runs a great race and has a good finish. But until I see that on a regular basis, not going to trust it. Give me Christopher Bell over Ross Chastain, minus 105. And this one's actually over on DraftKings. I love it only because, uh, first of all, I muted myself because I loved it that much. Um, <laughs> no, I, again, it's full fate of Chastain. That's, that's just the way we roll right now. And it's, you know, when you, you see it in, in anything, like especially even I've seen it in the army where, you know, a guy is, it gets in trouble and you don't see or hear from him for a good long time because he's keeping his head down. He's not the one volunteering for everything anymore. He's not the one doing, uh, being aggressive anymore. He's, he's just the one trying not to get in trouble anymore, trying not to get on the first sergeant's radar. So, or the chief's radar, right? Just trying to stay low and, 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 before he can find out your Navy ranks over there. <laughs> I love it. See, I love it. I, I know, I know what it is. Um, but yeah, so again, yeah, full, full fade of Chastain. Take him any way you can. Um, all right. I'm Rod, going Rod's to currently editing his next bet. He's, he's changed his mind. No, no, I'm, <laughs> go I'm adding another one in there. Oh, right you're now. at, okay. Yeah. I keep seeing the cursor on the, on the document go. No, it's and, uh, new things are popping. <laughs> this is why you watch YouTube. So you go like, what the hell is Rod doing? Why is he over I there? I just been watching him over here as he can typing while he's talking. I'm very like a lot of times I'm writing notes and stuff, but I try to do that while you're talking and then, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm just like, okay, I'm vamping while I'm talking, and now <laughs> I'm going. You're very talented. You, if not, you're listening on audio. You probably didn't even notice the difference. Ah, you probably didn't. Uh, all right, so my next bet is one. I'm throwing it back. I'm, I'm bringing it back for this because uh, I, I still love this bet, and I actually love the odds for this bet. Uh, we're going to go winning number again. If it's not broke, don't fix it, right? If it's if it's the same as uh, fastest pit stop in F1, don't 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 fix it. I've got the winning car number under 11 and a half at plus 110. I mean, this gives you Denny Hamlin. This gives you uh, Kyle Larson. It gives you Chase Elliott. It gives you Kyle Busch. It even gives you Brad Keselowski if you're so inclined uh, or quite possibly Corey LaJoy or even uh, Austin Dillon if, if we're really getting deep into the weeds. Like already though, the fact that it gives you Larson, Elliott, and Hamlin all in there. I that's if you're going to give me a three. Don't forget Kevin Harvick. Don't forget Ross Chastain even in that. I mean, 
those are guys that could win this race. That's true. That's true. But I mean, the, the selling points for me were uh, the yeah. Hendrick and Gibbs <laughs> drivers in there. So right. um, I definitely like that, especially it's a, I mean, it's a good little hedge. It's not, it's not going to win you a ton of money at plus 110, but you know, any plus money bet is usually a good plus money bet. And when it gives you that many talented drivers, like all but maybe two of them, you can make a case for to win this race. Like I can't make a case for Austin Sindrick. Sorry. And as much as you love Corey LaJoy, I, I can't necessarily see him winning this race either. But everybody else in that group, that's a fantastic group. You can probably talk. No, oh, that's true too. Okay, never mind. <laughs> three, three. I forgot to see. I forgot the 10 car. So that, that'll do it for you. Uh, but yeah, I like that. 11 and a half under at plus 110. And then as I was typing, uh, I threw this one in as well. And this is uh, the car number band between 10 and 19. This really intrigued me for the price at plus 300, at three to one. 10 to 19. Uh, obviously, you can throw Eric Almarola out of there, but it gives you Hamlin. It gives this you plenty. a way to double dip on Hamlin right here. It, exactly. It gives you, yeah, plus 300 too is a good way to uh, double on Hamlin. But it gives you Hamlin. It gives you Blaney. gives you Briscoe if you're, if you're feeling froggy. But it, it stops at Martin Truex Jr., which is exactly where uh, I think that needle should stop. So now I'm getting two Gibbs cars in this, as well as uh, uh, Ryan Blaney, who could sneak away and win this race. Uh, I like that at plus 300. Two Gibbs cars for plus 300? Yes, please. Yeah, that's yeah. I like it. So, I like uh, it. And again, I don't argue with Rod on his number bets. You're damn right you don't. Um, <laughs> all right. We got to step away one more time. When we come back, we will give you our race winners. But of course, we want to thank you all. For those of you who watched me type and talk at the same time while I was preparing those bets, you guys know what's up. You're watching us on YouTube, and we appreciate it. We see all the loyal listeners that comment and uh, and like and subscribe and all that good stuff, and humbly appreciative of all of it. And of course, for the OG fans of the of the show, you leave a review like Herb does. We are Herb approved, and we absolutely love it. We are going to wear that banner with pride. It is now in our Twitter bio. Uh, by the time you listen to this, we will be Herb approved. And uh, if you want to be like Herb, jump on. Leave us a review. Tell us how uh, how you like the show. And uh, we will definitely read it on the air. And just, you know, read it to ourselves to make us feel better. Uh, because that's what we do. So, uh, yes, continue to do all the things to keep the show successful. We love you. Uh, and we want more of it. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues... And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J-Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old-fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold well at the end of 600 miles somebody is going to be the winner of this race and as always we have now about 500 guys on this list that will probably do that so uh cody i even jumped on the bandwagon this time and, and gave out a couple more winners than i normally do so let's uh let's give them our outrights shall we I like it, Rod. By the way, our Twitter bio is updated. It now says Herb approved. Shout out to the real Herb because, uh, yeah, we're Herb approved. I like it. That God was a great bless idea. Him. God bless him. Anyways, yes, on to the list of winners. Again, uh, 
you can make a case for a lot of guys this week as it's been week to week. That's what's been so tough about picking winners. I know some guys in the Discord have talked about cutting back on on how much they're putting on the winner bets just because it is so much harder to predict. Obviously, a guy like Kyle Larson is up top. Again, how long has it been since we've seen somebody win back-to-back? So many things that can go wrong in a 600-mile race. So I'm going to spread mine out three ways. I'm going with all little bit of longer shots uh, in a way, 12-1 to being the lowest of them, uh, and just kind of skipping over that top group. Again, I won't be shocked if any of those guys win, but with all of the up in the air, with all the different people who could win this race, especially with that extra 100 miles, give me a little bit of some longer shots. So all guys I've already talked about, so I'll be quick. Christopher Bell, 12-1 to on Barstool Sportsbook. He's as low as 8-1 to on some other books, so make sure you shop around a little bit. But I've made the case. I like him. He's good at the end. He's one of these Gibbs cars. He's fast. Already got a win in the bank. If it comes down to wanting to gamble late, he can do it. Love me some Christopher Bell. KFB, Kyle fucking Bush, 12 to 1, Barstool Sportsbook as well. Again, he has been freaking solid here. Second, third, that 129th place blemish. Third, a win, and second in his last however many starts I just read off uh, at this race. He's been damn good. There's been some talk in the Discord. How many times do you bet on Brad Keselowski to win a race? Do you give up on it? I apologize for spelling his name wrong in the document I'm typing right now to fix it because it's Brad Keselowski, 40 to 1 rod over on Superbook. Couldn't pass it up. He's as low as 25 to 1 on some other books. So that's a that's a 15-point swing. That's a big difference. Um, at 40 to 1, though, I like it. Again, a guy who can put himself in position to be there at the end. Not going to have the fastest car all day long, but he won this race back in 2020. Not that long ago. Um, and he's due for why I hate to keep saying it, but he's so due. He's going to get it. It's going to be a big moment when he does it. His big celebration is putting the American flag in and driving around with that. It's Memorial Day weekend, Rod. What better way to celebrate? Love me some bread, Kozlowski. 40 to 1. Can't pass it up. Again, we talk about this almost every week. Biggest gambler in the field. Brad Keselowski, if it comes down to it and it works out perfectly, he could be the guy that does it. At 25 to 1, eh, maybe not. At 40 to 1, give me some Brad Keselowski to win this race on Sunday. I mean, look, you love your long shots, and that's exactly what uh, a long shot is, is Brad Keselowski. But again, like you said, I, I, I feel like he's going to uh, gonna have a good week. This These RFK cars are good, so I'll back you on that one as well. For both of my winners... I mean, I, I picked two of my own, and then one was was granted to me because I I do get to bring up his name in this pro, in this uh, in this broadcast. But uh, I'm picking the Gibbs guys. I'm picking Hamlin. I'm picking Truex. Right, both of these guys. Hamlin is By an eight way, to one. Before before you get into it, that's three. We've given you all three top Gibbs cars. That's so we. That's obviously goes to show you how we feel about Gibbs this weekend, and a former Gibbs driver, Kyle Busch. Well, but it's like I told you. I mean, you go back through the winners of this race, and and this is why it's hard. I I wanted to say Denny, and my heart screamed Denny because Denny has been so damn good at this track in his entire career, right? I mean, Denny Hamlin has got 20. Won here last year. Yeah, he won here last year, but that's why I stopped because how how much have we seen people win back-to-back, not just weeks, but in back-to-back tracks. Yeah, it's not. It's not been a gimme anymore. It's literally not easy for these guys to do that. So that's why I was like, well, he won this race. He started on the pole. He won this race last year. 
can he do it this year? Like, I don't know. It's, it's, a, it's a tough to, thing to call. But, you know, in, this, in the last three races for Hamlin, it's been first, seventh, second, uh, and then a couple of bad finishes, 29th, 17th. But third, fourth, fifth, uh, before that, like, dude's been so solid on this track for so long and in this race. Like, it's, it's very difficult to, to pull against Denny Hamlin. But again, we've seen Denny Hamlin sort of have his ups and downs this season where he's been good and then he's been bad. So, like, which Denny Hamlin are we going to see? Are we going to see the one that can win the 600-mile race or the one that will have a bad car or will have a good car but a bad pit stop, puts him out of strategy, and then now we're toast and, you know, the world is going to fall and, and now we don't get a chance to see Denny Hamlin run for the lead. It's the same thing. How often can you bet on, on Denny Hamlin to win and, and before you have to give up? I don't know the answer to that, but I know, I'll tell you that it doesn't start this week. Um, and at eight to one, I think Denny Hamlin, I like him because he's not, he's not juiced a uh, beat down odds wise right now. He's good value because of the fact that he's been so hard to predict. Um, and then Martin Truex Jr. On the other side of that one, Truex on this track as well, had a pretty decent thing going. Uh, not as many top tens as his, as his teammate. Uh, he's got 13 and 31 starts, but he did finish 12th here last year. But we, of course, know that was a, a bad year for him altogether. Uh, 29th year before, but 9th, 6th, he won two of three between 2017 and 2019, uh, finishing second and third in, in a couple of other races on that. So, I mean, three wins on this track. He knows how to get it done. He does have a win this season, which means he can go out and run how whatever strategy he wants to try to win this race. It's not necessarily uh, something that he has to, has to do to get in the playoffs now. He has a little bit of wiggle room. He's not locked in, but he's definitely, uh, you know, uh, somebody that can can get things done. Uh, and I, like I said, if I'm going to pick a Gibbs guy, you like you look at the last few races. Denny Hamlin won this last one. Uh, Truex won it in 2019. Bush won it in 2018. Of course, he was the Gibbs car then. Truex won it in 2017. Uh, Truex won it in 2016. Right? There's a lot of history here of Gibbs cars crossing the finish line first. Uh, it's either Gibbs or Hendrick. With with a little bit of uh, Brad Kozlowski mixed in there and Austin Dillon throwing one in there as well. So um, give me that at, uh, what did I say, 11 to 1 for, for Truex. You can find him. And then, of course, the last one, you know, Cody put it in the dock before I could. I was not going to do it, but since it's in the dock, I'm going to read it. Uh, it's worth it at this price. It's Jimmy Johnson at 20 to 1. I, not 20 to 1. Oh, 200 to What? 200 to one a, yeah 200 to one holy yeah. cow that's that's why you're taking it. it's 200 to one i mean again we talked about it already yeah he's not going to be the fastest car but if it comes down to it if it's heavy attrition we end up in some overtimes he puts himself in position it's not completely out this isn't bj mcleod where he's, there's no chance he wins this race it's a very 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 tiny chance that he wins this race but so you're telling me there's a chance, Rod. That's hey, all I need. It's 200 That's to 1. 200 to 1. You got to have something on Jimmy Johnson. What a story that would be. Jimmy Johnson comes back to Lowe's Motor Speedway. No longer called that, but it could be honorary Lowe's Motor Speedway for the day and wins a race. Hopefully, he would retire after that. That would be the perfect way to go. <laughs> Eight so. wins on this track. Eight wins on this track he owned this place like it this was his place you got that extra 100 miles which plays so much into the hands of a grizzled veteran like jimmy johnson again it's a very very small chance but 
there's just that little glimmer of hope. 200 to one, you can't pass it up. I wanted to make sure Rod got to give this bet out. So uh, yes, do it. Thank you for that. Yes, I definitely, Co. I, I love this one because it's I love Jimmy Johnson. So, um, all right, get out your pen and paper. About to tell you everything that we've covered today for our picks. Cody started you off with Kevin Harvick as a top 10 car at minus 120 and a top 5 car at plus 220 over there on Caesars. Also tossed in a Harvick top Ford and a Bell top Toyota at 10 to 1. I gave you Jimmy Johnson as a top 10 car at plus 500 over on Caesars. Cody gave you KFB, uh, Kyle Busch, as a top 5 car at plus 140. I said Brad Keselowski was going to finish better than Ross Chastain at plus 210 over on Caesars. Cody gave you Chris Busher as a top 10 car at plus 240. I said Kevin Harvick was going to finish better than Bubba Wallace at plus 100. Cody followed it up with Kevin Harvick over William Byron at plus 205. I said Justin Haley was going to win the group of all groups, the super group, Group F over there on Superbook uh, over Austin Sindrick, Ryan Priest, and AJ Allmendinger at plus 275. Cody gave you Christian Bell over Ross Chastain at minus 105. I gave you the winning number of the car under 11 and a half at plus 110 and then gave you the band of 10 to 19 at plus 300. And then Cody loaded you up with Christopher Bell at 12 to 1, Kyle Busch at 12 to 1, and Brad Kozlowski at 40, at 4 to 1, yeah, 40 to 1 rather over there. That's, that's <laughs> math, a lot of numbers. <laughs> math is hard. Uh, and then I gave you Denny Hamlin at 8 to 1 and Martin Truex Jr. at 11 to 1. And then we all love Jimmy Johnson at 200 to 1 to win the Coca-Cola 600 from the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Cody, buddy, ready for this. I know this is our first uh, picks show of the week, but it will be the final race of the week. We'll put the perfect bow on a great weekend of racing. I'm super, super excited for this one. It is going to be an amazing race, amazing racing weekend. It's, uh, man. That's 600 miles, Rod. That's a long, long time. Long, long race. Going to be a good one. Settle in. Get all of the beverages that you need around you. Grab a cooler. And just don't even walk to the fridge. Literally just get your cooler. Set it by the couch. Get a bucket. You don't even need to go to the bathroom. Nope. Nope. Just sit there. And don't even move. Um, I did want to say as well, if live betting is available to you, if there's one race the entire season, that I would give you a suggestion. If you could only pick one race to live bet on, this is that race. If somebody goes down early, a speeding penalty, a loose wheel, whatever it is, and they're only a lap down or something back there, you probably and if it's you know it's one of the top guys, it's a Hamlin, it's a Bush, it's a anybody on on any of these top teams. I think you've got to watch their odds because it's such a long race. There's the extra stage caution built in there. there. There's such a chance for them to come back and figure it out and put it back together that this would be my best suggestion for saving a little bit of your your budget for the weekend or however you do it to, to watch those live odds lines because I think there's going to be opportunities to get some really good value there. Triple A works quickly on this track. They can get you right back out on the road <laughs> after a flat tire uh, and not even lose a lap. So... Uh, there you go. Good stuff. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, Cody, you like you said, this is the first pick show of the week. We got a ton more for you. Uh, obviously, trucks, uh, Xfinity, F1, Indy. I, I swear to God, I'm going to find some like dog track, and we're going to handicap dog race. I don't care what it is at this point. We'll just we'll cover it for you this week. Yeah. 
it's uh it's a busy week but we're super pumped um i've got an article out for the indy 500 already you can find that on twitter at husker underscore z of course that's at sports but yes check back in the rest of the week we'll have an xfinity show we'll have a truck show we'll have a dfs show we're down to the final four uh drivers in hamlin mania we'll have to make our picks on that later this weekend um and yeah check out the f1 gambling podcast monaco um if you're gonna if there's only one race you could bet on for f1 for the whole season this is gonna be the one this is the one that has the most chance for it not to be just absolute max domination gonna be a great race special edition indy 500 episode make sure you check that out oh, great weekend Rod. I'm pumped follow the show at nascar gambling on twitter again go get in that contest with our contest with our friends over at uh quick pit podcast going to be a fun one some fun prizes over there integrates all three big races of the weekend it'll be a great time it'll be a fantastic time you guys keep us locked all week long we've got you covered from all these betting perspectives follow me on twitter at rj via gomez link in the bio everything i got going on whether it's here whether it's in between media whether it is for frequency's sake it's all there in the twitter bio click on the link follow it there We'll be back tomorrow with the truck series or Xfinity, depending on who gets the odds up first. Whatever. Just find it. It'll be in the feed. You know where to find us. So we'll see you tomorrow. And until then, let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>